Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. When I met you and we started this podcast and all the things, right? Mm -hmm. I was quite a spiritual dabbler. It Mm. seemed like something that the universe would bestow upon me, the right person or the right job or the right account or, you know, be like, oh no, I'm broke universe. Please let me win the lottery. Like Mm -hmm. it was all very much like that. I was definitely praying to a God. Yeah. I was not seeing that I was remotely divine myself, Mm -hmm. right? I thought the divine was outside of me and I was just the pawn in it. Even though I didn't ascribe to religion, I pretty much lived in religion. But as a result of all of that, Mm -hmm. I found guidance to be the personification of that God Mm -hmm. in the simplest way. Mm -hmm. Even though it was coming out of your mouth or it was coming out of my pendulum or if it was coming out of anywhere, Mm -hmm. right? I saw them as the ones in control. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, a lot of the information that I would get, which is not the same as anyone else that ever sees you. <laughs> and this is the bit that is just like, I mean, it's so fucking frustrating. Tell and me about it. we joke about it all the time. But I think with me, guidance in my actual life, right? <laughs> guidance has about a 10% hit rate. <laughs> and I'm not saying, look, I'm sure they don't lie. But like, you know, they might be just talking about bits of my feet that are way over here when I'm way over there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I, don't, I can't explain it, but I, they have like a 10%. And I remember once you said to me uh, a couple of seasons ago when we were recording, one of the things that has always really mattered to me, which is 100% true, is freedom. And they've always upheld that part of that and giving me something to push back on so that I could remain free. Yeah. Right? Very much. And... 100% I can see that if it wasn't for the 90% negative hit rate I would have basically not been able to get dressed in the morning without asking guidance everything right we yeah. naturally do start having this extremely dependent relationship yes. uh, on something that seems to always be right and then also I would have undermined myself at every stage and every turn yep. because I would have just outsourced my knowing right so don't get me wrong don't get me wrong <laughs> I'm not, I'm not angry necessarily about it. You don't sound angry at all. <laughs> but I have to say it put me in this very strange position for a yeah. very long time where I was aware that <laughs> the information was not, unless I'm talking about personal life stuff here, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about the work. Clearly it's unfolded in this really magical way. And like, I wish either of us were as smart to take credit for it. We cannot. But I'm talking about my personal life and like, you know, the people that would come in and the decisions I would be making, etc. Yeah. Whilst I knew on most levels that mm, this is not going to turn out to be entirely accurate <laughs> as I perceive it, <laughs> I still believed it to be gospel. And I yeah. got stuck in this really weird middle ground where I didn't want to believe it. I knew that it wasn't necessarily something to be believed, but I still did. And I tortured myself consistently until eventually one day we had to have a conversation where I was like I cannot talk about my personal life with guidance anymore yeah I need to just live it rather than hearing them at the back of my head yeah and it was so fucking necessary Mm -hmm. and I have to say because the other thing that was really interesting is normally when I went against them Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck it. I don't care what you say is going to happen. I still need to do it this way. Mm-hmm. That's where I found my power mm-hmm. because I was literally eschewing everything and everyone. So for me, 
all of the things around spirituality, the manifestation stories, the astrology stories, the saging stories, the all the things that we all take for kind of quite commonplace, mm-hmm. all got packaged up in this one word, guidance. Yeah. And I ended up playing out all the toxic relationships that we have with spirituality mm-hmm. with guidance. Yeah. So when you told me that today we were going to talk about guidance... <laughs> I was like, okay, is this going to be like couples counseling? (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. I am so tired of being in – I actually – and I said this, I don't know, sometime this year. I don't know how I held on that long, but I was like, I'm no longer going to be in the middle of this dysfunctional relationship either. I mean, that was awful for me. Yeah, of course. And – Because how does it make – because also, I mean, just curious, how does it make – because obviously for you, and I was was thinking about it. You feel shitty. You feel shitty. Because also what you hear, you trust, so you say. You can't. This is what, and you always taught me that as well when it came to speaking to people and stuff. I, we are not the gatekeepers of the information. We can't choose what to share. No. And that's not the, we, we, we say what we are told. Like, you know, we say what we. Yeah, you cannot filter. No, you can't filter because it's not, it's, it's not up to you. Right? It's, you're just a vehicle for the information. You're not the translator of it. But at the same time, when I come back to you a week later and be like, okay, so it's shit. It's all shit. Yeah. And also it's shit seeing, I guess, my emotions in it and everything. It's all shit. I feel for you. I felt for you. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't have to. That was no, but of course I did. Yeah. But I also resented it mm-hmm. massively. Yeah. And, you know, now we joke about it because I'm just like, all right, now we just don't talk about it. And other people come to see Liz and I'm just like, oh, you had an amazing transcendent experience. Oh, great for you. <laughs> <laughs> How lucky. <laughs> How great. Oh, they were accurate. Oh, how weird. Oh, they were freakishly accurate. Oh, weird. Oh, great. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh. So happy for you. So fantastic. So anyway, so today we're going to get some answers on all of this. And um, we cannot help, especially in our early stages of understanding what guidance is and guidance is purpose, to sort of not end up conflating guidance's role within our fate and within our karmic undoing process and you know what the fuck they're all about without sort of like transposing that sort of religious spiritual whatever perception we have of god onto them Mm. is very normal i would say about 99.9 percent of people do it yeah because it's in their wiring yeah right you are so hardwired yeah to believe that God or whatever or the angels or however you whatever label you want to put on them exist outside of you yeah. that you will do that and it was even more fucked up for me because in my for some reason and I remember we talked about this in season 4.1 I thought guidance was man a lot of people also do that too because they also perceive God as male exactly yeah. so I mean it wasn't even it wasn't even like a little red flag for me like wait a second Raya you're transposing something that isn't meant to be somewhere on something yeah <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you told me that they had like a white robe, I'm going, ah, have some wine and bread. Like, I probably wouldn't have been that surprised. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is so difficult to unravel any of that sort of preconceived notion or story that we might have around it, that you just end up living with it for a really long time. Yeah. Right. And the other, there were a few episodes ago, we mentioned Doreen Virtue. I mean, her whole thing was mainstreaming angels. Yeah. Right? I mean... And our angels, as we've discussed in 4.1, that episode, there are angels that potentially could form part of our guidance council. Yes. Yeah. Which I guess we should maybe have a recap on. What is guidance, guidance council stuff? So we all have a guidance council. And again, how many will depend on whether or not you're on mission, 
So whether or not you're here for consciousness elevation, right? Your purpose, which we banged on about enough seasons. Which is just basically and your, your divine expression and your fate is how you're going to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Well done. So just like everything else in this conversation that we have in the podcast, what you just said earlier, which was, you know, guidance is not magical, right? Okay. In the sense that we, again, transpose this idea that guidance because they're angels or because they're master guides or because, you know, whatever they represent is so divine, then therefore, oh, you know, they're almost untouchable. But you and I know through our years of working with them, we take the piss all the time because I understand. I mean, I take the piss out of them. I literally just spent 10 minutes taking the piss out of yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, I, we, I demystified it enough for you over time that you got to see that you don't have to kind of hold a certain reverence yeah that we've been programmed to 100% and that's not something that they ever wanted i yeah. mean of course there's a level of respect and that's important because we have to maintain that relationship just as i respect you so guidance they're just extensions of the divine they do exist within a hierarchy but they're ultimately from the same source as we are which means they are really not any different from us aside their actual distinctions just like you and i differ right we don't look the same we don't sound the same etc the same would go for them okay so at the top of this hierarchy this guidance council hierarchy you have the archangels then you have another type of angel right you have the cherubim the seraphim and the ophanim they all have their other functions right they have distinct functions and then you have regular angels, and there's like different types, like virtue angels. And then below that, you have like master guides. And then, you know, people also talk about having spirit animals and stuff like that. So ultimately, then, there is no separation between us and guidance if we're all sourced from the same source, right? If we all come from the same source, and really what distinguishes us, well, you and I are in physical body and they are not. Okay, cool. Okay. But so then what, right? But then how do they know stuff? How do they see stuff that we don't see? Because they're not burdened by their, you know, our, their physical, they're not in physical form. And they can see the future a bit or they yeah. can see our fates. Yeah. Can they see the whole thing? No, they cannot see the whole thing, but they can see a very good portion of it. Okay, fine. So effectively, you're just asking someone who can see more than you. What do you reckon? Yeah. Just like I'd ask you, well, what do you reckon? Or I'd ask my other friend, oh, what do you reckon? I'm asking guidance, what do you reckon? But it's a bit like, so imagine so you're I'm visiting a city you've never been to. Yeah. Say you've never been to Amsterdam. Yeah. Are you going to get take directions from somebody who has lived there for a long time and pretty much knows the ins and outs of the yeah. city and how yeah. to get around? Or are you going to take directions from somebody standing in a street corner who looks just as lost as you? Yeah, exactly. Right. And the thing is, the person who's lived there and knows how to get around and stuff, that's that's how they like to do it. You might like to do it a bit differently. Exactly. Now. And that's the And bit. that's the other point, too, which is, but you don't even have to take direction that way. You can still wander around and probably end up at the Anne Frank house anyway. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's still going to be enough signs along the way that you can figure it out. Yeah. It might just take a little longer. But then how does one explain? All right. We're going to just ask a couple of these questions. Okay. Bearing in mind, I've said that whole story. How how does one explain when you get information? Because I'm not the only one, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm not in this world. The only one. Well, I'm probably the only one in this very unique position I'm in. To be complaining about this is definitely like a privilege. Um, <laughs> let's not disagree. Right. Especially now when you get to a point, you're like, I don't even need that anyway. I'm just, I can do it for myself. Like, it's a huge privilege. It's an amazing 
gift to be able mm-hmm. to be your own guide, right? Like, how amazing is that? Mm-hmm. But, you know, this part of the season is talking about actually living in human body, right? And, yeah. and how we manage all of this. Yeah. And how guidance, I guess, can be great at giving us guidance on what to do next or whatever if we're not sure. Yeah. But. Yeah, what next steps can be. I mean, we actually didn't even discuss that, is, which is like, what the what's the point? Well, I guess, well, this is my question then. So I always manage to understand after a while that in 3d guidance's point is to get us out right yeah. it's as simple as that that's to get us out so they will tell you whatever the, the fuck you need to hear in order to either trigger the shit out of you or to get you to go along your destiny and finish it to really turn around and go you know what i am good enough like i did for you in that in that conversation you know what liz we don't need to talk about my personal life anymore because mm-hmm. I can figure it out on my own. Yeah. I will be just fine. Hallelujah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. what they're here for. Mm-hmm. They're here to get you to finish the fuck out of your karma, crap, you know, transcend all your ego and become fearless. And part of becoming fearless is to know that you don't need anyone or anything to tell you how to choose. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. And effectively be stand-ins for the divine until you can own your divine self. Okay. This is, go on. No, that's it. What do you mean? Well, how else are you going to realize your divine connection? As long as we can allow guidance in our lives, we're allowing a strong connection to the divine in a way in which until we can develop it ourselves, we will not have it. What is it when people get information that doesn't seem to line up? Well, you're going to have to break this down for a second. All right. Because part of that was, and a lot of the majority of time when that happened was when you were either in your karma or in your your ego process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's good because let's let's break this open. Let's break open, (laughs) not about me, but let's, for everyone who's ever gone anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Well, we can't speak to necessarily... Anyone who's ever gone and ended up speaking to guidance, this is for you. Well, I don't want any confusion because, you know, some people go to readers and then they're like, oh yeah, you know, she told me this and it was spot on. And who are they seeing? Who are they speaking to? I don't know. Okay. All right. It depends. How do you know you're speaking to guidance? Well, it depends on who you see. Like... Mm. Again, that's why I always say go to referrals because a person will usually convey like why they're, you know, it's not just the information. Sometimes it's also a feeling. I'm often wary of people who say that they work with, as a medium, they might work with a particular spirit and that spirit has a name. Okay. Now, to be fair, that is often guidance and the person has just kind of like feel safer if they're like, oh, you know, I just channel this one spirit named John. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's not one John. Like, and if it's a if it's a person who passed over, they're not going to be able to see a lot. Say you go and you see somebody who's quite connected, and therefore you get the sense that it's guidance. And say like they were spot on about your friend. You went to them, and then they missed about like nine out of ten shots. <laughs> I say that humbly because, as you know, as you've told everyone, I get there too. So. But only with I me. I have no but Steph honestly, Curry in my shots. But only it's only with me. It's literally only with me, which which is why I believe it's purposeful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's only with me. Yeah, yeah. Because well, first of all, a good portion of that was again during your karmic undoing, mm. right? Which, by the way, you've really coined as a phrase as of like three days ago. Anyway. Yeah. You were never going to get to the point of seeing us for who we were if you couldn't see yourself for who you are. Okay. So we had the unenviable, the unenviable task of dispelling all the magic around who we are and our identity. 
okay. so that you could see us as nothing. Yeah, that makes sense in a very weird, fucked up way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you had to have complete disregard for us. So even though you didn't lie because you can't lie. No, we cannot lie. So how did you do that? You just told me random bits of my fate that weren't going to... Pretty much. So it's like, oh, what color is my hat? Red, because there's a red one in the shop, but even though the one you're wearing is yellow. It's a bit like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe not that obvious. <laughs> <laughs> not that blatant. Yeah. And never one that is never far out of the realm of possibility. But the second reason we'll share with you has a lot to do with the fact that you always needed to know that you had a choice. Because until you knew that you could choose for yourself, you would always be looking outside. Yeah, no, that's true. And we had always agreed with you to fast track your growth. It is actually in your contract. But when you are entering the realm of higher consciousness, when you are in a space in which you can open yourselves up more and more to more information, more knowledge, more wisdom, so that's your expanded self, yeah, we're here to help feed that bit, as in help you get there and fuel that through our relationship and connection because we hold all of that. So we're not just kind of here just to kind of like pat you on the back and applaud you because, you know, you said no when you wanted to say no. Yeah. <laughs> even though it didn't, even though it like it killed you because you felt like you had, you know, you should say yes. Yeah. But you said no and you, and you, you know, you tackled that momentary fear. Yes, you know, that's it. But... <laughs> The reason for this episode and the point of what we're getting at in terms of demystifying our identity has everything to do with the fact that as you get to that space of higher and higher consciousness, now we're not talking about just your basic higher consciousness, you're out of your karma, you killed your ego, but we're talking about this elevated consciousness and existence that comes along with it. Your relationship to us and our role in that has to shift. So what does it shift from and then to? It shifts from the sort of quote-unquote guidance, as in we're your guides. When you can fully mantle yourself and stand in as the divine with full divine consciousness, we are your servants. How does that work? What do you mean? Um, If you can speak louder, great, but I understand your channeling right now. (laughs) So you understand our function, right? We all have, we are functionaries of the divine. We all hold various pieces of information to so be able to access all. Oh, yeah. So each one doesn't hold all the information. Each one holds oh. bits. Mm-hmm. So communally, you hold loads. But actually, yeah. each one of you hold interesting. Oh, I mean, okay, did not know this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. But that's why we access various ones at different uh... times. Yeah. You know what? It may some of it may seem obvious, like the physical bodies in the physical world, but sometimes you just need to say it. Just say it. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Go on. So, when can one enable themselves to move from kind of a, all right, keep me on the straight and narrow, to allow me to be just everything all at once? Well, you've got to be fully in your fate, obviously. For the generations over thirty-five, it will be difficult. Just because it's not even about the separation consciousness they hold. It's about the density they hold. Which is why we had to talk about the physical body in the previous episode. Because? Because older generations always have greater density. Okay. How do we lighten our density physically? Deal with your shit. And once you've dealt with all of it? Then deal with it some more if you haven't fully. Right? You keep going and you keep going. And then you can. Okay. 
And again, lock in your purpose. You know, what we're seeing, this is just an aside, so excuse us, but what we're seeing is that a lot of, I guess it's the age bracket they want to use, the 35 and up, they're not in their purpose yet still. Again, I guess it's they're pointing back to the millennial thing that we mentioned Mm. in some episode, which is they're generally the most purposeless of the generations. They're, They're circling. They're actually circling through their pain. Mm. It's like, you know, I suffer, things get better. I suffer, things get better. And so guidance here to help transcend all of that. Yeah. That's basically it. So they will tell you what. Yeah. The reason for their existence is ultimate transcendence. And can they tell how you feel? Um, Can they get inside your head? No, 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 no. They can't get inside your head. They do not control us. We're not, they're not puppet masters. And I think that's what a lot of people also. Yeah. But also like. If I think something, they're like, yeah, that's what you're thinking. Do they know that? Do they know what I'm thinking and feeling? Yeah, no, of course they can pick up on your thought vibe. Okay. And again, like when I teach pendulum, I always teach, or you and you know, your thought, which is always faster than what you say, mm. that is always going to be the thing that they address. Mm. Right? So it's not like, because they don't hear you. Because we say these questions out loud, it's almost, it's almost presumed that they hear us, but they yeah. do not. But they're attuned to us just as we are attuned to them, which is what allows that communication. So if, let's say, you're not me mm-hmm. and you've had more than a 10% hit rate, <laughs> but you haven't You're always... hopeful, Rhea, will tell you this, a good day for a lot of people be a 50% accuracy. Now, again, as we've said, accuracy these days is a lot higher because there's less separation yeah that's just all it is it's not that the person so is necessarily so more gifted than the other it's just again there's so guidance is saying something but the other person's the person's hearing something maybe a bit different yeah or they're filtering it through their own bullshit yeah or they yeah. just you know it depends i got an image and my interpretation of this image is x yeah because okay. that's how i would see things fine yeah. Yeah. But that's the point, isn't it? We're meant to have our own relationships with guidance. We're not meant to have no. an intermediary. No, ever, ever. And actually, like when we're writing, for example, and I'm like, oh, I've got title guide. And I always joke whether or not it's real. And I yeah. come up with like amazing titles. And I think yeah. oh, I'm just like, you know, I'm so talented at titles. <laughs> or like, you know, or all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I can see how this fits together. And I don't know how I can see that, but I get it now. And I'm just going to like, I don't know, make that song or write that poem. Or somehow those lyrics came out perfectly and I don't quite know how or whatever it is those mm-hmm. are all guidance different guides giving me different assistance could be right? or your higher self or, or my you self. because we're really amazing beings yeah so all the and, different all you know, just all at right. once all yeah, yeah. happening at once exactly that's why it's nice to work with guidance yeah when you look at guidance as <laughs> just like that <laughs> but like when you look at guidance as god your god mm-hmm. that's when shit gets toxic yeah absolutely independent and because actually you're only ever and this is something i do genuinely believe you're only ever going to tell me well there's two things first no matter how i feel it or see it i'm never going to be able to make the person across from me feel it or see it exactly how i do Mm -hmm. so you could say something be like yeah but that's positive right and you're like yeah of course isn't that what i meant and i'm like "Mm, i didn't quite see it that way right Mm -hmm. so you can't how someone you're not inside someone else. No. So you don't know how they're getting that information, Mm-mm. right? And you're always going to filter it based on the history, mm-hmm. necessarily, or whatever. Yeah. So there's that. B, 
all guidance are really here for us to show you how you feel. Hmm. Right? In some ways. In your in your karma and stuff. Yeah, reflecting it back, yeah. Yeah. For sure. mm-hmm. So like if I was here to learn that I was the most powerful thing in my world, guidance were gonna push me. For me to turn around and be like, fuck off guys, I'm more powerful than that. Yeah. Pretty much. Effectively, right? Yeah. And I think that's the one thing I kind of came to understand is that like all the amazing things I've created in my life, so my guidance gave them to me. Yeah. I created them. I made choices yeah. and I created them. But the thing about guidance in this consciousness game, our ability to connect with them and know them and have conversations with them in a way in which... You know, we don't need a priest mm-hmm. or a priestess or, you know, whatever, all the functionaries who existed in in previous lifetimes and places and spaces that we needed because it took a very specific person to be that vehicle for that connection. We don't have to have that anymore, right? The veils are thinner. Our capacity for connection and consciousness are greater that everyone can have it. And we're meant to get there. And then we're, again, once we've achieved a certain understanding, move past it and allow that to evolve into something else, right? Again, there's always going to be more and more. Like with any sort of 5D relationship, it always has to shift, right? Now, you've talked about your push-pull relationship with guidance. Our evolution is always a push-pull. That's why, right? Because... Our, how difficult this relationship is, is, it depends on how receptive we are, depends on our awareness. But ultimately, we are here to remember that we are the divine. Guidance in any contract that we have, if we have a contract with guidance, they are bound to us to get us to God consciousness. Whatever it takes, Rhea. Which ultimately then is to release us from anything that holds us back. So effectively, we are meant to be powerful, free beings. So that contract is to get us to be to realize and remember we are powerful, free beings. But they can't do anything in our lives anyway. All they can do is tell us stuff, right? Well, but then they can also help create certain scenarios to get us there. They're know. not the ones in control. What do you mean by create certain scenarios then? It's not in the way that you're imagining where like, Oh, did this person cross my path one day and they're the ones who sent it? No. But did you get an inclination to go walk somewhere and end up on that particular street corner at that very same time where perhaps you weren't receptive or open to that idea until something nudged you so that way you could meet your fate? So in a nice way? Yeah, yeah. Because for me, all I just hear is, oh. Well, but that's you. Again, that's your, but that's your filter. That's your inclination to see it in a negative way because you don't want, you don't like the idea of somebody influencing or controlling your <laughs> movements. And I'm like, okay. But you might get a nudge to be, oh, you should go there. And that's when you go there. You're like, oh, I came to this party. Oh, that's why. Because I met Ricardo. Mm, yeah. So but it's not like, oh, I came to this party. Or I went, I, I went to this dinner and I just met somebody or, you know, I was at this one place and I was really looking for a designer for X. I don't mean if I But I thought that was like a higher self doing that. Not always. Not always. Your higher self is that self that can see more than you, right? But the higher self is actually still limited by its capacity and its capabilities, which again, 
does not hold all the building blocks of information. Because every guide holds a bit. Yeah. But we just perceive our higher self as being amazing because compared to our physical reality, it can seem amazing. But everything's relative in that respect. They'll never be in control. They can never pull strings or interfere. That is very true. They are not contracted to ever do that. Actually, they have a non-interference clause, as you, as we said earlier, unless it's going to kill you. And those are your guardian angels, by the way, who are actually in charge of your physical safety. Okay, fine. But how does one move from having one type of relationship with something that always felt really toxic and painful mm -hmm. to having a different type of relationship with the same thing? Well, first of all, you have to make a choice, right? You make a choice. I am committed to this relationship. Yeah. I'm committed to making this work. And then from there, it's every instance that you have the opportunity. You make the conscious choice every interaction until it becomes wired in. That's all. So for example... More than that. The key to any relationship with guidance or anything that has to do with sort of whatever spiritual bullshit, it's detachment. When you're not attached to any outcome and you're fully detached from the source of that information is when you can actually have greater accuracy. It almost doesn't matter anymore who they are, who's talking, what it's all about. They have their rightful place because you just allow them to exist just as you, as opposed to applying a, a level of significance that then creates more separation. Ish. It's a bit tricky, but what, the more you do it, the easier it becomes and the better you'll understand it. Because again, I think that's part of that intuitive knowing that you can't just kind of like wrap one your head around. I guess the one thing that I've really learned, all the amazing things, all the surprising things, all the magical things that have happened to me in my life came out of nowhere. Mm. I followed a hit. I followed something. But they're never out of nowhere, right? No, I know. Yeah. But in the sense that what I mean by that is like they came not because you told me they were going to happen right. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. They didn't come because I pulled a card and exactly how it how it, it said came about. I pulled a card and I'm like, oh, wow, that's what it meant after the fact, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Part of the reason why, fine, I was aggressive in my, we're never going to talk about my personal life because obviously if there's no separation between me and them, they're in my personal life. But at the same time, I don't ask those things because I don't want to know I just want to live and we're here for that thank you for listening for more information articles and inspiration find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta and if you liked what you heard please subscribe and leave us a review